Welcome to the Man Cave, the only podcast hosted by two best friends with nothing in common yep. except the same name, and one of whom makes the other one want to barf all the time. I'm Mandy Kaplan. <laughs> I'm Mandy Fabian. Every week we try to make each other throw up and uh, annoy each other with colloquialisms that the other doesn't like, and we argue over movies and books and television. You know the drill. Grab your couch. Let's get to it. <laughs> Grab your couch. <laughs> grab it. <laughs> We're going to grab it today. It might get away. Cut this shit. Have I shared my couch knowledge with the Bandies with oh, yet? I think we've, yeah. I, you, Did couch we? and the white couch and the... Okay, great, good. I just didn't know. And it's so important. It's such a public service announcement, guys, yeah. you know? I think you're the only human being who would get a white couch with dogs and kids. Fuck. I do. I think Son you're the only one. Bitch. Yeah. I know. I'm an asshole. And I went like eight weeks without doing it. And then I just got sucked in, you know? It's the staging. Here's another tip. Don't buy a house that's staged with nothing in it. Not. I don't know if we have a lot of real estate mavens out there mm-hmm. listening to us, mm-hmm. you know? Presumably, it would only be our fandies who can afford the five dollars a month, right? You know, like our <laughs> our real who are real estate mavens. Yeah, but this is good information for everyone. Like, don't get sucked in with the staging. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Uh, <laughs> did you know? Speaking of fandies, did you know fandies get their episodes a week early, in addition I, to bonus content and like yeah. all our pre shows and birthday messages? They get their episodes yes. a week early. Yes, I did. Yeah. That is a lot more massage time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So if somebody mm-hmm. wanted to become a Fandy. Yeah. Mancave.com slash Fandy. Uh-huh. And yeah. what did you just come up with to offer new Fandies uh, and existing Fandies? Oh, yeah. Guys, this is great. So I, you know, you all know, like, I was ordained as a minister. Yes, right. Big deal. Like, yeah, thank you. Um, So Minister Mandy had the thought we are going to offer up like 15 minutes of office hour time because, you know, like I can give spiritual wisdom. Obviously, I've read all the books that Mandy hates. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mandy is was born to give unwanted advice. Life hacks. Or, yep. or wanted advice. So if you want, if to our fandies and anybody else wants to become a fandy, 15 minutes of office hours for Minister Mandy and Magic Mandy. And we do... Uh, we have uh, you, and we get to Zoom, so you also get to see our faces and and decide who's prettier and who's smarter. Yes. To be clear, magic Mandy does not imply that I will be taking off my clothes or dancing, not <laughs> or performing magic. <laughs> I, now, I'm not saying I won't. Yeah, I'm no. just saying that's not a guarantee. Yeah. Well, legal makes us say that, doesn't it? Like, le- our legal department's real strict, but you guys know what's going to happen. You know, The Man Cave is a production of True Story FM, but I think it should be a production of Purple Door Productions because I painted my door and yeah. now the fans yeah. could see it. It's oh my God. Yeah. You love that door. It's a great door. Um, It reminds me of, I think, oh, I didn't tell you this. I did not tell you this. Uh, Something you just said reminded me of that. Not the purple door, but something you said before. My purple uh, only Fandies sweatshirt that I have. Yeah. Apparently my daughter... Yeah. Wore it to school. Oh, boy. Well, all it says is only fandies, so kids wouldn't know what, what that's a reference no. to. No, but you know what kids do is they go, what's only fandies? To grownups who might know what only fans is. So, so that's so, twice you've exposed yeah. school children to mm-hmm. our off-color humor. Yeah. Making the world a better place. Hey, we are recording this on uh, MLK Day. Yes. Yeah. So yes. there, there's a... 
I think, oh, it, it'll come out too late. That's, I think it's that's too bad. There's a, oh, sorry, I just realized there's this challenge. There's a kindness challenge. I think you can only do it on MLK week though. I, well, and I <laughs> fail already. <laughs> what? What, just, just the advice? That's all you've I'm got to offer? I'm just too judgy and bratty to, be kind, <laughs> to win a kindness challenge. Well, you know, so I'll win. I'll win. Okay. I've already won just by mentioning this. I, you're really not supposed to be kind outside of the week of MLK Day. But let's, you know, if you want to, join me and uh, we'll do a kindness challenge together the week after MLK Day because we're outliers and rebels. I like it. Yeah. I approve. Mandy Kaplan <laughs> approves this message. Um, I watched something that you can't and shouldn't watch, but I would like to talk about it with the listeners. And that oh my God. is... A movie called The Menu, which I will now refer to as The Mandu. Okay. Okay. Uh, have you heard of The Menu? I have. Yes. Very zeitgeisty. Okay. And for for my work, I am currently watching a string of horror films. Okay. And The Menu was top of my list. Okay. I would love it if people would reach out on Discord, mancave.com slash Discord, mm-hmm. to talk about The Menu. I, it was told, pitched to me as a ensemble horror comedy. Mm-hmm. When you look it up, it says horror comedy. There's Uh-oh. nothing funny about this movie. It's not even like super deep cut, dark, dark, dark comedy, like maybe like Mike White. Well, no, no. I mean, maybe like Mike White. But look, if something makes me go, oh, yeah, that's a funny observation. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's not funny. That's not comedy. Yeah. That's that's thought provoking. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it is a commentary on society. Somebody called it like a parody of horror movies because the concept is so ridiculous, like a fancy restaurant where the menu is death. Like, but that's oh. it's not a parody. It's not like scary movie, which is a parody, right, which I right, thoroughly yeah. enjoy. So yeah. I'm I just question how it was sold, how it was marketed. I still don't know if I liked it. I, I don't think I did. But okay, it, did it you also, hate it? No, I didn't hate it. But <clears throat> okay. it, it also made me deeply sad. It was a very oh. sad, sad movie. And I'm like, no, you said it was a horror comedy. And I'm watching a bunch of these, and there are horror comedies that I'm laughing out loud at because they're really over the top. You know, just ridiculous Which humor. Ones? Oh, Ready or Not. Oh, okay. Here, here True Four called Mandy or Not. I loved this movie. Friend of the show, big fandy, Tommy Metz suggested I watch it it for research for my yeah. for my work. And um tonally spot on. You're on the edge of your seat and you're like, oh, what's gonna happen? Oh, this is so scary. And then you burst out laughing because Oh my god. Of the it's just really well done tonally. So I love that. Watch ready or not, watch the menu, reach out on Discord to discuss. Okay, great. Okay. That was my, did you do any watching or reading or ingesting of anything you need to talk about before we talk about our movie at hand? Yes. Yes. God damn it. Yes. I have a problem and it's called White Lotus. Oh, no, not a problem. Oh, my God. I mean, we agree on that, right? That means it's perfect because we agree it's incredible. It's actually called White Mandy Lotus. (laughs) I I couldn't do it without one. Christ. Um, white Mandis. Um, white Brodus. Okay. Anyway, we're not bros. Uh, yeah. No, I I am completely obsessed. And it's but it's interesting. I have a little bit of that like 
oh, I was just about to have an orgasm. What happened? Because I was watching the seventh episode and I thought it was 10 episodes. So, so like halfway through episode seven, it feels like we're starting to wrap things up in a way that's not satisfying to me. I'm like, no, 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 no. I have all these theories about what I'm going to mm. see in the next three episodes. What's happening? And then it ended after seven episodes. Oh, so you have seen it all. Yeah, I saw the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't stop. I mean, that no. is truly one of those shows that I'm, I can't, it's 11 o'clock at night, 1130, 12 at night. And I'm like, I can't yeah. stop watching. No. I mean, I, until I'm like falling asleep, walking, I can't. Yeah. Coolidge it's amazing. on a boat with a gun <laughs> is one of the most gripping. Oh, that, that's a spoiler, guys. That's a spoiler. Oh. But yeah. No, well, White Lotus, all the, all the episodes aired a couple months ago, so I feel like it's okay to talk was about. Was it a couple months ago? I think so. Okay, okay, yeah. It Riveting. I mean, just riveting and stunningly beautiful and makes me want to go to Italy so bad. Hey, I think we should work real hard this year on getting this podcast up, you know, like really uh, harnessing our resources so that we can do our tour and we'll start in Italy. Okay. Okay, I, I love just, Italy. Off the Done. top of my head, it has nothing to do with the fact that White Lotus is so beautiful. <laughs> and I told you that their tourism is off the charts. Like that hotel is booked for the next century, and is that right? Sicily is seeing a tourist spike. Oh, oh yeah, it's doing. You a didn't lot. tell me. Oh well, of course, of course it is. Yeah. I mean, look at those amazing hookers. Those are nice hookers. <laughs> right? They were they were some of my favorite <sighs> characters. Yeah, You know, when, yes. in an ensemble, you're always like, oh, no, 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 don't go back to that story. I don't care. Move on to the... And I loved um, the hookers. I did. Of course you did with their big eyes and their pretty little smiles. And it's every, it's oh. way better hooker story than you get in the States. Like, it's... I'm so yeah. glad you said smiles. I, I'm just, <laughs> I, I started I'm to feel a, a little uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. Now, I, Can you imagine the way the one had that curve of her hip and the, yeah. you know... <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I'm obsessed with it. That's, yeah. I'm truly obsessed. It is also worth the ride. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the next thing, well, the next thing I dive into, I'm not going to tell you because it's going to be the thing. That oh, we, uh, oh, yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All right. Yeah. But it's been a great week for content and, uh, you know, new recipes. I'm, I'm a single mom, you know, Patrick's off shooting a movie. Mm hmm. So I've been cooking a lot and I'm very proud. I made a new, I made a, I made a pad thai, uh -huh. like a with a peanut sauce, uh -huh. and I made a veggie enchilada that knocks your socks off. Oh, so nice. I'm, I'm crushing it. Yeah. Although I'm going to have to tell my daughter that she can't have cereal anymore unless she finishes her whole plate. She's decided she's not going to eat any vegetables at all. Oh, she's not no. not said as much, mm -hmm. but she eats around every vegetable that I include in everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which, like, a vegetable in a veggie enchilada, right? You're like, right. stop it. Right. That tastes like enchilada. Eat that. Yes. So I'm, I'm going to have to start controlling what she eats. All right. I'll let you know how it goes. Might have her kindness. visit. Yeah. Have her become a fandy <laughs> and get that 15 minutes so I can tell her what to eat. I would enjoy Great that. Call. And I'm Great taking call. your girls for lunch today and I will get vegetables into both of them because well, I don't I have know which warn. daughter it is. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's the lanky one. It's the tall one. <laughs> um, well, they're, they're both taller than me at this point. They are <laughs> revolting they children. Are. Yes. They are revolting, revolting children. Living in <laughs> revolting times. Okay, Matilda. <gasps> so very briefly, my history with Matilda is yeah. long and awful. Oh. I hate Roald Dahl. I hate all Roald Dahl. Go what? ahead, at me. I hate Willy Wonka. <laughs> I hate 
James and the Giant Peach. I hate Matilda. I hate it all. Wait, you hate Willy Wonka? Hate. Oh, my God. There, I, I get James and the Giant Peach or the witches. I also don't care for the witches. I've never seen that or read that. Eh. But no, the book is better. But the movie is like, Jesus, this is just terrifying. But Willy Wonka, really? OK. Hey, okay. The reason I hate Roald Dahl is there is a bleak sadness underlying everything he writes and everything, every movie version, everything. There's this awful sadness. Yeah. Willy yeah. Wonka is the saddest thing. It makes me deeply uncomfortable to see those grandparents. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think John mm-hmm. Mulaney calls them like old people soup or something, just like in the bed. <laughs> I can't handle Roald Dahl. So then I got hired to direct Matilda at an elementary school. And yeah. I hated every second of the material. And people uh-huh. were like, oh, but the musical, you'll love the musical. I've seen two regional productions of the musical, never on Broadway. Yep. Hated yep. it both times. Hate yep. the sadness. Hate yep. the bleakness. Hate it. Agreed. Agreed. Hated it. And everybody was like, oh, Matilda's so wonderful. And I was one of the few people that I was like, oh, I don't get this. I don't oh, love this. Oh, okay. Great. So we actually yep. agree on something. Well, we do. I have a note for the director, Matthew Warchus. <laughs> I don't know if I'm <laughs> saying that name right. Uh-huh. He has fixed Matilda for me. Aww. And he has fixed that bleakness. And the yeah. way I, I, spoiler alert, this is a masterpiece, a masterpiece. <laughs> I loved this movie. Yep. I loved that. I said to Casey, let's watch Matilda. And he was like, but I did Matilda. I don't like it. You don't like it. Why are you watching Matilda? And I was like, because I keep hearing. I just keep hearing that it's really good. So let's try it. And he was like, okay. After 30 seconds, he was like, oh, oh, wait, this is different. This is good. This is colorful and bold and bright. And yeah. Okay. I'm done. Yeah. It really leans into the awfulness of the parents without that being the main. Like, I do feel like the parents, the parents aren't as terrible in this version. They cut both their songs. Yeah. And which is, uh, you know, it does take away a little bit of the, I don't know, like I, I personally do think that's funny. And I thought the parents being ridiculously awful was part of the more adult humor of it. Mm-hmm. So I did, I did kind of miss that. Um, but it I agree with I agree with everything else. Like, you know, the the visual, it is a, oh, a spectacle. That's mm-hmm. the word. It's a spectacle. Like everything he did with this visual prowess that you're just like, oh, I don't care. I don't even care for this song. I don't, you know, and I'm not even really invested in this moment, quite frankly, because they're really, it felt a little bit sometimes like this is a musical where they made a song just because they needed a song and this isn't really moving the story forward. Oh, sure. This is actually a repeat emotional beat. But he does such great things with it that, you you know, it's just wonderful to watch and it's interesting. The saturated color, the tone. Um, So if you haven't seen it, uh, see it. Please. Yeah. And I hope we don't it's spoil really anything. But so the sh- the stage play of Matilda starts with a bunch of kids who are all supposed to be five or six, but they're really probably 11. And they come on stage in costumes and they go, my mommy says I'm a miracle. And it's very <laughs> atonal and annoying and in your face. And then they dance around and then the parents yeah. come out. The way the movie starts is having that be the inner monologues of these crying babies in the... <laughs> In the war, in the delivery ward, 
right? Yeah, they're yeah. in their little incubators. Oh, so you're so just cute. hearing these little kid voices going, my mommy says, I'm a miracle, but it's just a baby shitting itself. And it's funny. <laughs> well, the, and it the take- baby's actually not crying and is looking wondrously up at the parents. I don't, it's funny. You should rewatch the beginning because well, they, they're baby's different shitting babies. and they're crying. They're all different babies. <laughs> Yes, but none of them are crying. <laughs> well, they're they're all ugly. Anyway, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but it's like, it just makes it full of yeah. humor. Oh, takes God. away all of that, like, little kid, brash, annoying tone that that play yeah. starts with and allows you to just laugh. Yeah, and then the whole birthing scene is funny. It's not dark and sad and awful where you're like, oh, this mother is a monster. And yeah. you just feel like these people are ridiculous. Ridiculous, and we are free to laugh at them. Totally, I think you're you're a thousand percent right. Starting off with these cute little babies mm-hmm. that everybody looks at and goes, "Oh!" Like it made me just go, "Oh!" So you get from the very first scene that the theme of this movie is, of course, children are miracles. Yes. We are joking here. Look at this beautiful miracle. Look at right. these amazing. It it puts you in the hands of. Don't worry, everybody. We like children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the children are going to win. Yeah, and that's yeah. I think in the play, you hate them initially because they just, yeah, their, you know, attitude and the, it's, this just works. It works. Well, Ro, I think Roald Dahl doesn't particularly like most children. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. So everything he writes is a little bit like, it always has people torturing children. That is true. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, but the kids do win, but even when they win, they don't change the world. They mm-hmm. win. Uh, at defeating a couple of choice adults right. in their situation. But the world is still pretty bleak and doesn't like children, usually. Right. Uh, but this is different. This is this is really different. I, I agree with you. I, I The combination of everything, that, oh my God, when I grow up song. Oh, so really? cute. Yeah. And yeah. again, on stage, you're just watching a kid like in a, swing and going when I grow up and it's sad watching little Eric riding his bicycle which then turns into a motorcycle and he's like a superhero on the road and he's gonna save lives when he grows up and then the kids are in their like Top Gun Maverick planes yeah I thought it was so uplifting and yeah full of positivity and energy and these kids are all perfect actors and if you say different I'm I'm going to jump through the screen and bite your head off. No, no, they were all great. They're British. Let me just say everything British is better. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it just is. Yeah. I don't know what it, I don't know what's in the water over there, but like I, I'm fully suckered into the, you know how they always hire like British and Australians for everything? Yes. I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. They're just, they're just genetically better than we are. No, it was, they were amazing. And, and really when I think about it, like the kids really were the heroes, like all of them, not just Matilda, even though she's the obvious main hero. Right. Um, but like they they team up and they, with the exception of when she gets to school and they sing that fantastic alphabet song, which mm-hmm. is just a good song, even though it's fluff, right? It mm-hmm. doesn't it doesn't do much for the story, but like it's a really interesting, fun song. And he he choreographed it in a way that I was like, really saves it, keeps right. it from being terribly, terribly redundant. <laughs> uh, not, I mean, it's a terrible song, well, I think. Yeah. But yeah. It, but yes, he allows them to walk through the school in a really aggressive way. So you're taking in all the, the horrors of the school as yeah. it's going. On stage, yeah. that song, they're just flipping <gasps> these cubes to show you letters, right? And yeah, 
And all you're thinking is, "Uh uh-oh, are they going to flip the right letter? You're not really in the scene or or caring about the... Yeah. Well, it's a clever song. Like, it's clever in that, look, we've we've incorporated the alphabet into a song. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's the whole point of it. Um, But if you're directing... So did Really Rosie. Oh, I never heard that song. Do you want to sing it now? No, Really Rosie is a show (laughs) Carol... King, I think, wrote, A, alligators oh. all around, B, bursting balloons. I'll do the whole thing Ooh. for you later. Yeah. Jesus, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. I can't wait to hear what, yeah. is it C? Don't tell me. <laughs> Don't tell me. Well, there are some very offensive words in there that that have to be changed at some point. Um, <sighs> yes. Okay, yeah. Uh, so using film for these songs allowed Matthew Warkus or Warchus, I'm sorry, I don't know how to say his name, to do... Who cares? to do those classroom doors with the letters and and move through a school and show us a world. Mm-hmm. It also allowed amazing flashbacks. So when the Trunchbull is singing about her career as an Olympian or as an athlete, we can see her glory days and we can yep. go back and see them in real time. Yep. It's and and then she and then she uh in smell of rebellion we see her like as a young woman or as a beautiful woman. It's just you can't do that on stage. You simply can't. I mean, you can no, use a yeah. screen, uh, but yeah. it, film uh, is a great medium for something like this. Oh, God. Yes, absolutely. And and here's the other thing, because it's so visually beautiful and done like a work of art to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, even though some of that stuff is it's very weird, right? The headmistress of a school who threw the hammer and that song about the hammer, like it's just weird. There's a lot of things that don't connect in that story that's just like he just Rolled threw off. a lot of yeah, just threw a lot of weird things together. But with you're right, with the showing of the visual, I kind of don't care that it made sense. I I just was in it, you know what I mean? Like I just was carried yeah. away. And speaking of Trunchbull, yes. Can we just talk about how amazing Emma Thompson is? I don't care for her. <laughs> <laughs> I could not stop. I gasped when I saw her because I was like, the last movie I saw with her was Good Luck to You, Leo Grand. Leo Mand. Thank you. Good Luck to You, Leo Mand. I, and she's a stunning, sexual, amazing, beautiful, radiant goddess, right? In that movie. She's incredible. In all movies. You just described her. In all movies in and in life, if I saw yes. her on the street, I am assuming she would be all of those things. Yeah. And I kept looking at her face going, what did they do? Did they make her nose bigger? Did they change her jawline? Like, yes. how did they make her this uh, uh, monster? Elef- this monster. Yeah. She's like a boulder of a woman. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, they should win the makeup and hair award because that they that might. was just a transformation. Yes. But it's also so her bombastic performance. Yes. And I said to Casey, like, she has such glee in this role that I think some trunch bulls miss. They're just mean. But yeah. she takes such delight in her meanness and in oh, her God, cruelty. Yes. The the joy. Um, do are you can we take a break and tell everyone Sorry. what you're going through? It's hilarious watching it. it. I can't even do are you seeing what's happening here? Yes, you your guys, kids are opening the I door. Am in a podcast. I don't know what I the, you want to hear me yell at my kids? Yes. Here you go, America. Here's Everyone's going to hear this. Hi. What? What? You know I'm in a podcast. You cannot interrupt me. What? 
So what the people aren't seeing is that as Mandy's recording, her door keeps opening, not because of the wind, not because of Mandy, but her kids are trying to bust into this podcast recording and Mandy keeps silently giving them the one minute finger and pulling the door closed. And it's a joy to watch because she has not lost her train of thought. Almost. Oh, God. You're doing great. So um, what did your kids think of the movie? Speaking of. Oh, they loved it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, they've watched it like several times. They okay. they watched it before before oh, okay. I did before. They had watched it a couple times before you assigned it. <clears throat> but they had a sleepover last night and the gal who is sleeping over. I'm going to take a wild her. guess. Her name is Ella. Yeah, her name is <laughs> Ella. How did you know? Um, but she had not seen it because oh, she has great. terrible parents. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, but she loved it. And it it really, God. I think, you know, watching her watch it actually was interesting because she didn't know anything about the story even. Like, I think okay. she maybe saw the Matilda movie ages ago when she was six or seven. Right. Because we were all like, look, you should read like Matilda. And then we showed them that movie and we were like, oh, God, you're nothing like Matilda. Right. <laughs> Never mind. But um, but she so anyway, she was watching. She was like, "Ooh, she's really mean. And I was taking in her horror at Trunchbull and the horrible adults, the parents. Mm-hmm. But the way that he balanced it out with the kids winning all the time mm-hmm. and with the kids teaming up, but the kids growing stronger as this goes on. Like it gave this sense of like the parents, like the, the, the nasty adults, even Trunchbull was neutralized a lot. She was scary, but she wasn't as scary as she is in the book. Yeah. I've never read the book because I don't read Roald Dahl. Oh, right. That's right. You don't read. Yeah. Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I... I agree. I mean, if you're going to introduce a child to Matilda, this is the best and only way to do it from now on. Although I know people love Matilda and the, but I just, I, yeah, I loved, loved how he incorporated Matilda's magic mind Mm -hmm. with, now I don't remember actually if this is from the book or the musical even. Did they have the whole thing about the circus performer? Yeah. The the escapologist? Oh, that was all in the musical. Okay. Yeah. I didn't remember that. I didn't remember it from because the book Because it doesn't either. work on stage in my mind. Interesting. Because you're like, she's talking, and then stage right, you see a dude in an outfit and a lady, and, and then they do some dancing, and, and she's like, and the escapologist, and it's like, it doesn't translate. You're like, what? What am I watching? On film, you can just let her do a voiceover. You can get oh, in their world yes. and feel for them and be invested in them. Oh, my God. It was incredible. It was this beautiful. So for those of you who don't know, Matilda starts channeling this amazing story about an escapologist who's like a Houdini, who is in love with a, a trapeze acrobat. artist and acrobat. Right. Mm-hmm. And and she tells the story and she doesn't really know where the story's coming from. It's just like flooding into her brain. And then it turns out at the end that she's actually telling, recognizing the story of her teacher, Miss Honey. Mm-hmm. I who was amazing in this movie. And Lashana you know, Lynch, yeah. Okay. You know who else might be my all-time favorite actress of all time who I just love, love, loved? From this I movie? Loved, yes, the librarian. I don't even know her <gasps> oh, name. Oh, I'm going to get it because she deserves oh, a shout-out. She was delightful. She was so good. Sindhu V. So, oh, Sindhu V. I mm-hmm. want to work with you, lady. She was so... I love the way they dressed her and I loved mm-hmm. her little library bus and I love the way that they had Matilda meeting her in all these gorgeous, mm-hmm. fun locations. Like, oh, it was great. Right. She, I was just as excited as she was to hear the rest of Matilda's story. And I loved it. I don't know. I just... I loved her. But she on stage, all the library scenes were depressing to me because they're like just a little 
shelf of books, a weird, you know, eccentric lady who's too invested in this child. And it just felt sad in the movie. You're right. Mrs. Phelps felt large and in charge and like living a great life and just really excited by Matilda and her voice. And it was just great. Yeah, there was way more focus on that than her worrying about Matilda, because every time she would ask Matilda, she'd be like, I bet your parents can't wait to have you home. And Matilda would be like, yep. Mm-hmm. And that was really kind of the end of it. Mm-hmm. But, but Matilda was in charge. Yes. I mean, that's really the thing is like yeah. the only time she was not in charge is when um, at the end when her parents said, come on, we're moving to Spain. And she realized, well, I'm only a kid. I have to go. Right. Right. That's the only time that Matilda was not in charge in this movie. She was anytime her parents were mean to her, she was right back at him with something like it was they were equal. Actually, she had more power than they did from the get go, which yeah. I think is what made it fun. Yeah. And I said to Casey, like, you know, when dropping Casey off at summer camp, I sob and I can't let him go. And I like, you know, <laughs> like driving away, I'm crying. These two shithead parents are like, beep, beep, bye. And they take off to move forever and leave her in the care of someone else because they don't care. He's like, well, but you're a good parent and they're bad parents. So. Well, I mean, I get it. I get it. She was um, in good hands. I mean, you know, you can leave your children in good hands. You're going to leave your kids in my hands in a, in a couple of hours. And I'm excited. I am. So hey. let's. Yeah. Yeah. No, go ahead. You. I was going to say, let's give it man jobs. But let's you, give it man jobs. It's not about the movie. It's about something else. But we could talk about it another time. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm giving it five big, whole, lubed up man jobs. Just, oh, that's really sweet. You yeah. never give anything five man jobs. I, very rare. Yeah. If we could have an archivist yeah. look back at how many things I've given five man jobs. You know what? Why don't I spend, while you have the kids today, I'll just listen to all of our podcasts. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I probably... Vacation, the remake. I, I do love that one. <laughs> oh, it's a good one. <laughs> so this gets five man jobs and a rim job in honor of vacation. Oh, yeah. Nice. A one yeah. upping. Um, I, I, I would give it four and a half. The only reason I'm going to give it four and a half is because I think there's problems with Matilda the musical, mm-hmm. to be honest. Oh, that, yeah. uh, makes it a less than perfect. But it was it was really incredible. It really was. I loved it. Yay. Loved it. Yay. So very quickly, because we've already We've yeah. incorporated some of our business into the show, yeah. which is my Even preference. Shoving right? it right in people's faces, yes. like on the first date, which I really like. Oh, there are those yeah. rim jobs. So, <laughs> Man Cave is a production of True Story FM, engineering, and just the light of our lives oh, by everything. Pete Wright, and music by yeah. Ian Post. And That's- we need reviews. So, go ahead and press pause on your Apple Podcasts. Hit five stars and leave us a review, and we'll give you a shout-out on the show. Yes, we will. You already know how to become a Fandy. Um, if you would like one of those only Fandy t-shirts or sweatshirts that I was speaking of earlier, you can go to mancave.com slash merch. We uh, have an amazing team of graphic designers <laughs> who are so clever and funny and talented, and uh, I you will enjoy it. You will enjoy it. Go to mancave.com slash merch and uh, get some of your favorite t-shirts and things. Is that it? I think that's everything, right? That's it. Okay. So my game today is more of a quiz. Like it's a get to know your likes and dislikes quiz. Okay. Okay. Um, And I sent you these questions in advance so you could have a little time to think about them. 
Okay. Did what you... if I still don't know the answers? Well, you're going to have to w- work on the fly, work fast. <laughs> I'm so, kidding. I'm totally prepared. So what was your favorite book when you were a child? And I'm going to answer these questions too, because I have a feeling we'll disagree throughout. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I think that my favorite book when I was a child was Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Oh, I love that book. Yeah, I was a Judy Bloom nut. Me I loved all the Ramona too. books. Yeah, yeah. But that I wasn't, loved Blubber. But Judy Bloom wasn't Ramona. But Blubber and Super Fudge and Tales of Fourth Grade Nothing. Oh, and, oh yeah. really? I thought yeah. Ramona was the same as... Oh, no? So. Okay. Then maybe... I know I read Fudge and the Super Fudge oh, and I read... Yes. Blubber was one of my favorites. And you know how Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret changed my life for the better? I learned about Reuben sandwiches from that oh, book. Oh, from that book? Yeah. And I I would have thought you would have had Reuben, Reuben sandwiches, sandwiches for breakfast because... <laughs> I do now because of that yeah. book. Love I just imagine all kids on the East Coast being like, morning, mom, How's, I'll take my Reuben. <laughs> I guess not. I yep. learned you must, you must, you must increase your bust. Yeah, that was the first time I ever even I think I actually in fourth grade was like, what is do I need to increase my bust? And I did the exercises that they were doing in the book. And look, nothing happened. And I was wearing a bra in fourth grade and all the boys would line up to watch me run the 50 yard dash. And I was mortified. Don't don't brag, man. No, I'm not bragging. (laughs) Big boobs and baby teeth. Um, Okay. (gasps) Oh, is that the title of your memoir? Yes. As I think I've stated that on the podcast before. So. my favorite book was, don't cry, Bridge to Terabithia. Never read it. Oh, my God. Really? Oh. What is it about? Heartbreaking. I'll give it to you. I'll bring it to you. Okay. Read I'd it. I'd love to it's read it. heartbreaking. I mean, it's a oh. real tearjerker. I, I do love tearjerkers for some reason. So that started with Bridge to Terabithia. Because you, you're one of, you don't feel anything in real life. Dead so inside. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you need something to make you cry when you're reading. I get it. Yes. Oh, now, fun. I've never even heard of that. I want to, you know, um, my aunt's favorite book. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, no. I can't believe I just said, I just brought this up and now I can't remember the title. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's just terrible. It's super famous, too. It's this kid who, like, gets a cardboard box that turns into a the toll booth, the phantom toll phantom booth. Phantom toll booth, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ, that was going to be a train wreck there for a second. Okay, Oh, and you good. got Midwestern there halfway yeah, through that. Okay. We're back. We're right. back. Uh, I never read Phantom Toll Booth. I'm not like such a sci-fi person. Wasn't that more like sci-fi fantasy? You know, it's a kind of a mix of, um, it has a message. It definitely has a message. It's, it's metaphors about yeah. life and stuff. In Count it. me it's, out. Yeah. You would hate it. Yeah. You would hate it. I enjoyed it. I just want it. bullies to get what's coming to them. That's what I want. Yeah. I don't want I just want girls it. to get big boobs. That's, yeah. 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 Um, so what book oh, did you... Okay. I also loved Sweet Valley High when I got older. I was obsessed with Sweet Valley oh, High. Oh, I've never read one. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You you have. It's basically it, any any cheesy soap opera you've you've ever read or heard is like... You, I know. I know a, what it is. It's the twins, right? Yeah, the no, twins. I know what and, it is. And it's basically like one day it's a boy, the other day it's a boy, and it's all about them dating boys. It's just, it's but a... But you have been replaced by Edie McClurg on this podcast. You're like, oh, Jesus. Like, you're just <laughs> all, all kinds of Midwestern and high voiced. I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> what book did you love when you were a kid, but then you read it to your kids and you were like, oh, 
this sucks or, oh, this is politically incorrect now or what, you know, you had a, yeah. a different reaction. Yeah, I think it was probably, um, well, Charlotte's Web was a real mm-hmm. throat punch. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like, oh, my God, we're all going to sob. This is so sad. I forgot how sad this was. I don't know how I forgot how sad it was, but I right. did. Um and then honestly, the Roald Dahl, like I read, I remember loving Matilda. Mm-hmm. And then when we read Matilda, I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, for, the thing that sticks out to me is when I was growing up, the giving tree like oh. inspired me to be a better person. But then reading it to, I read it as a nanny to the little girl I used to nanny for. And I, I, I was like, Oh my God, this is so sad. And like that little boy is such a selfish prick. And like, I, I didn't realize, I guess growing up, I just thought like the giving tree is so giving and yay, happy ending. Now he can sit on the stump. Uh, So that's the one I think that makes me go, Oh God. (laughs) That's so true. I was, I never read the giving tree until I was a grown up. Can you believe that? Oh, that's, oh, well. No, yes. I, I do believe it. It's strange to me that you were reading like Judy Bloom. That's very like New Yorky, Jewy stuff. But so is the giving even, tree. Yeah, I don't even know. Uh, we were, you know, I was in a really small, uh, small town. I, mm-hmm. I was, we, there were like, you know, there were 200 kids kindergarten through 12th grade at my school. Wow. So the library, like it, it word traveled fast that, there was a book that had boobs or, right. you know, like, what was that right. one forever? The one about the oh, girl yeah, yeah. that loses her virginity. Yeah. There yeah. were all these books that they had actually put away and you couldn't get. You guys were, you were burning them faster than you could read them. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, okay. What was your favorite movie as a kid? E.T. 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 And when you showed it to your kids, what did they think? And did that change your opinion of it now? It did not. It did not. They loved E.T. and I thought E.T. was great. We all cried. They were very sad that the alien had to go away and it was pitch perfect. The movie, the movie that I loved as a kid that did not go well was big. Oh, it didn't go well? No, I think, but this is like a couple of years ago. Like I want to say maybe it was during COVID, but it, so at the ages of eight and 10, Uh they were just a little too young Young. for big, right? It was a Mm -hmm. lot of him figuring out like, boobs on the grown-up girl and yeah. him you know what I mean it was a lot of him <laughs> on the grown-up the... <laughs> girl yeah that's just it a was, cute way to phrase it yeah, there's a whole bit where he's I, I get like, to be I'm... on top yeah yeah exactly and and I thought it was hilarious and fun but Patrick was a little bit like huh maybe this... they didn't quite get it and they mm-hmm. got a little bored yeah. whereas if you know a little bit more it's all funny so that was the one that kind of fell flat with my kids and I was very disappointed but I'm gonna I'm gonna forge into soon Tootsie and nine to five, because I think they need to know comedy classics. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, Casey, I was watching nine to five for work and he came in and he usually is like, what is this? Huh? And walks out and he sat and watched about 10 minutes of it. It was the good part where they're like, they've got the body in the trunk and they're yeah. you know, driving all around. So he oh. he was into it. But I wonder if he would make it through the first half hour of like establishing information before he right. would get to the fun hijinks. Right. You guys should know Mandy works at a, she works at a blockbuster. That's why she has to watch all these movies. The (laughs) last one in Porter Ranch. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Good call. So my favorite movie as a kid and still one of my top 10, and I know you're going to say, I've never seen it and I've wanted to assign it to you. 
is Danny Kay's The Court Jester. What? Really? And, yes. And I showed it to Casey when he was too young. He was like five because there's like sword fighting. Uh-huh. So he liked the sword fighting and he liked the musical numbers. And then he was bored silly when there was story or character or anything else. But then in subsequent years, because I'm a mean person, I'm like, you have to watch it again. Now you're eight. Now you'll love it. You have to watch it again. You have to give it a chance. You're 11. You, have, you Maybe you'll love it. So he does like it now. And I think, or maybe he's like, no, I love it. Please stop. I love it. But it is just, p- just pure movie magic. So you have not seen The Court Jester. No. Good to know. Okay. I have not. I have not. I guess we'll see. I'm clearly you're going and to And nothing will change then... my opinion of it. It's just, it's just the best. Yeah. Okay, great. So you've, wa- you've watched it several times in an adulthood and yeah. I like, I didn't see annually it Annually, I watch it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Mine that an- I could watch annually is The Princess Bride. For well, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. But if anyone yeah. criticizes that, then they're an asshole and Stupid. they deserve yeah. to Worthless. walk the plank. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go move to Australia and learn how to act. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Sorry. It's an odd one. Uh, it is. Okay, what is your favorite musical and why do you think I hate it? So here's the thing. I, I, there, I don't think there's any way I'm going to like a musical that you don't, but I, there are plenty of musicals that you love that I absolutely do not. Oh, I really think we got to flip the switch on this one, right? Like I can't stand Les Miserables. I can't stand The King and I, I, oh, oh. I'm not, I'm not like a Rogers Hammerstein person. I think that there's some nice songs, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to sit here and defend Rodgers and Hammerstein. My okay. favorite, favorite, favorite musical of all time is Next to Normal. Deep oh, cut. yeah, that's but, great. Yeah, oh, you love it? I thought you would be like, oh, my God, it was so sad. I hated it. No, I loved oh. Next to Normal. No, it was amazing. Yeah. And I would say, um, uh, oh, God, what was the musical? Not 9 to 5. Didn't we see that together? I think we did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did. It wasn't so good. Uh, yeah, uh, we, we, we still need to write that letter to Alice and Janney uh, and beg her to stay off of... <laughs> musical theater oh, stages. I forgot she was on that. Oh, my God. Um, Avenue Q is probably one of my favorite musicals of all time. Love Avenue Q. Right. I mean, Oh, you my can't... God, we're agreeing. Yeah. We, I think, I can't think of a musical that I, you like a lot more musicals than I do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I can't imagine that there's a thing, that there's a musical that's good that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Dear Evan Hansen, Hamilton, like, oh, 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 here's one you may not like. Mm. Did you ever see the one about the Great Comet of 1892 or whatever? No, 1912, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, okay. That's one that I love, 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 transformed, oh. walked away, mesmerized, and my friends went and saw it, and they were like, meh. Oh. Hate Follies. Uh, I don't like Follies either. Yeah, okay. This is well, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this might be our last podcast. Because yeah, now we've come night, full circle and we, we agree. Um, well, okay. So in ta- my last question on the quiz is, in talking about Roald Dahl, if you bring that up at a dinner party, everyone goes, what do you mean you don't like Willy Wonka? And everybody attacks me, right? Because I'm like, <laughs> no, I know this is beloved and popular, but I hate it on a very deep level. And you, yeah, world, will never change my mind. Except Matthew Workus, you changed my mind about until the musical. <laughs> Congratulations, Matthew. So what's the thing that you get a free every- rental? <laughs> what's the thing that everybody loves? And a and a microwave popcorn that you hate and that you will defend till your dying day. That at a dinner party, people are like, Mandy, what's wrong with you? Everybody loves that. What is it? In 
In general, reality yeah. television. Okay. Real Housewives, The Bachelor. No, but those like baking those are shows. polarizing things that people hate. Baking do shows. I yeah. don't know oh, anybody who hates hate reality. them like I do. Talk to my husband. People hate reality television, especially but, the salacious <laughs> ones that you're talking about. I mean, um, I have to allow the answer because I guess I didn't specify. But <laughs> well, like I didn't like I wasn't real a fan of uh, American Idol or The Voice. Like I don't like any of those. I don't like any of those shows. And there's okay. almost always at least one. Like I like Magic for Humans. That's the one sort of. It's not even a reality show though. No. Um. But I, I really just hate it. I really, it makes me feel like, yeah, I, 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 I like, I have a deep disdain for it. Yes, I'm I just waiting like, to stuff you with another one. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know, yeah, I that's I don't I because I can't think of anything else that's really like pop culturey that everybody. I don't. I don't usually. Is there something that I just hated? I, I honestly couldn't think of anything except I just hate. And I, and as far as I know. All of my friends have at least one reality show that they're like, oh, but that one's cute. Right. And I, I hate all of them. Okay. The cooking shows, the, there's okay. nothing about it that soothes me. I don't like it. I like documentaries. I do not like reality television. Okay. I didn't create and it, it makes all. Me and you're angry. Okay. See, <laughs> now I'm feeling that anger and I didn't create these things. <laughs> so no, I know you didn't. You're, you're, we're cool. We're cool. Okay. Uh, so what am I watching for next week? Okay, this was actually requested by a Fandy, but I'm okay. very excited that she uh, wants us to watch it and discuss. It is White Noise. Oh, crap. Uh, yeah. Oh, have you seen it? No, but it's, I know, I, I actually read it years and years and years ago. It's very... Oh, was it a book? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know. All I know is it's Noah Baumbach's thing. Is I'll try. A- I'll try. It might give me panic attacks, but I'll try. Oh, wait, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, well, I didn't know that. Well, do you want I'm me to come special, up with something else? I'm a special gal and watching okay. things that are like the world is ending and stuff like that. I can't. Oh, I thought it was like a marriage thing. I didn't know. Um, but you read the book? I, I, I might not have gotten all the way through it, but Oh, yeah. well, look, let's not. Okay. Well, uh, okay. Let me. I, I can't, we'll do a mulligan. Yes. Right? And I would I'll, appreciate that because no one wants to hear me popping Xanax and crying and shaking. Or do they? Well, this, this Bonus fandy, content. This fandy bite. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, okay. Well, all right. So I will pivot. Okay. I, I, I can't right now in this moment because I, nope, I took I an improv it. class years ago. No, no, but, no pressure. I want you to pick something that you want to see and that excites you. I don't want you to just... Come up with something. Yeah. Off the and of course, head. there are a million things, but right this minute, I can't think of one. Right. Uh, maybe, maybe when you come up with it, Pete will put it in the show notes. So if anybody's following along and playing with us, they can look at the show notes and go, oh, okay, they're not watching White Noise. They're watching American Idol. All right. All right. Oh, we're still recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, then we'll, uh, we'll see you next week with a magical mystery. Mandy surprise. All right. Have a good one. <laughs>